episode two of Time to Go Titans. Uh, I'm Autumn June. This is the second time we're <laughs> recording the intro to this podcast because we got eight minutes in and Audacity crashed. Don't know why that happened. It's probably fine. My co-host, as always, is Nora. That's me. I'm Nora Blake. Yeah. Which uh, is definitely a comic book sounding name. Yeah. Luckily, there's not much we have to redo because we were literally at the eight minute mark. So, like, who cares? Uh... So, so we're going to get started with episode three of Teen Titans. We have episode three, we have episode four. Those are the two episodes we watched today, but before yeah. that, <gasps> before that... You're surprising me this time? I'm not surprising you. I talked to you about this right before we started recording the second time. See, I was time. going to do it <laughs> <laughs> So I was going to play like uh, I didn't know what you were going to do. <laughs> so... The next day, we just watched the Judas Contract movie together. I just... Because uh-huh. I hadn't seen it when we recorded the first episode. I, I almost wish we had watched it together for the first time, but I really wanted that surprise. Yeah, that surprise was really good. That, <laughs> I watched it... I don't have anything else really to add that I don't think Nora got, except that um, on the last episode, uh, our friend Hunter sent in a question asking... Um, why do you think Titans as a franchise keeps returning to Judas Contract? And I, I realized something watching the movie. I understood a little better why the, the franchise keeps returning to this point, and I just wanted to touch on that. Of like, I think conceptually, if you just take the Judas Contract down to its most core element, that's really cool. Judas Contract. Of um, Terra betrays the Titans because Slade plays her. I think... That is a really cool story, and I think, like... Or really, like, anyone. Yeah. It doesn't have to be Terra. It doesn't have to be Terra. It could be Beast Boy, for all I care. Uh, I just is Terra, because, like, Mm -hmm. that's how it is. I don't think Beast Boy's character would work in Jude's contract at all. I said that just to be... Just to say something. I don't know enough other Titans to know. Like, Terra feels like she's added in just to be the traitor. Yeah, it really does. And so I don't know who you would pick instead of that. But yeah. Cons- uh, like, a really good play on the Judas Contract would be like, oh, this time it's Robin. Right. Or something. Right. For some reason. Well, it, it would so be a real Fate of the Furious moment. So yeah, conceptually, I think, like, a Titan betrays them and, like, specifically hitting on themes of, like, like, there are ways you can do some, like, mm, there are ways you can take the grossness out of out of the Judas contract while also having, like, Slade being an older man manipulating a, a teenage girl. Like, it doesn't have to be a sex thing. It doesn't have to be a sex thing, and it doesn't have to make me as a viewer feel gross yeah. to show, like, it can be gross, and I don't have to feel like I'm complicit in the grossness somehow, like I often mm-hmm. felt in that movie. The The movie, I felt like, um, the sex stuff is, like, the only angle he has on manipulating her. And, like, it just feels really incomplete. It feels like... It sucks. It sucks. It sucks. But, yeah, I... I the I, writing I, in every other part of that movie, I really like, but... Yeah, I like that movie quite a bit. Um, and, yeah, I think, like... We stand the Blue Beetle. We do. Uh, we absolutely do. I don't know. I don't know jack shit about... Uh, Me either. I don't even know his fucking name. Jaime Reyes. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah. I just... I realized, like... Oh, there's a core here that is good. 
And, like, I understand why the franchise would keep returning to it, because, like, you can change all sorts of things about that that central Terra betrays the Titans because of Slade. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, you can take that in a really gross direction, you can take that in a kind of gross direction. I think the show does it really well without any grossness. Uh, We'll see when we get there, because it's all... A little like half recollected. The movie draws parallels between Slade and the League of Shadows or whatever, right? Yeah, Is that what they're called the League of Shadows. Uh, it depends on. Uh, sometimes they're called the League of Assassins. Sometimes they're called the League of Shadows. Regardless, Damien's version of this is gross in the normal yeah. way. Question. Yeah, Damien's. Damien's like, addition to that story is mm-hmm. really good. Yeah, bringing Damien into that, which like. Obviously, the original couldn't have done because Damien hadn't been created yet. Um, And I don't think Damien was... I think Damien was invented in, like... Or, invented. I think Damien... Conceived. Was conceived of... (laughs) Well, Damien was conceived of in Son of the Demon from, like, 1984 or something. But Damien was... Grant Morrison introduced Damien in, like, 2006 or 7, I think. Could be slightly off there, but... Yeah, I think bringing Damien into the story is a really strong addition. Yeah, and they could have played that angle more strongly. Yeah. Um, Anyway, this isn't a Judas Contract podcast. Nor is it an Arkham Knight podcast, but I'm hijacking it to talk about this. Oh, shit! Because because I don't know when we're going to do the next episode of regular export audio. Probably just when we have stuff. Tomorrow. Maybe. We've been recording a lot of podcasts, and maybe should slow down. Maybe, nah. possibly. Why? Because <laughs> it's exhausting. <laughs> but mm, you have it. You put it out there. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, champ. Anyway, um, and more importantly than not knowing when the next episode of Regular All Export is, uh, one, this is a DC thing, so I could loosely kind of tie it in, and two, Arkham Knight is the most disgusting thing I've ever seen, and I kind of want to just, like, put my feelings out into the world and just, like, get it off my chest. Just, like, just bare my soul so that I don't have to think about Arkham Knight anymore, except that I'm only at, like, the 60% mark in the main story, so I still have another 40% to go in this disgusting... You want to share this bird. You want us to also remember it so that you don't have to do it alone. Are we going to do Nostalgia Critic Tropes <laughs> in every episode? <laughs> I um, saw it. I didn't just leave it there. Also, I'm pretty sure I won't be remembering this so that you don't have to, because I'm pretty sure no one played Arkham Knight. Certainly not any PC gamers. No, they played it for about two hours or right. less, and then they got their Steam <laughs> refund. Yeah, like I knew a lot of people who dropped this game, rightfully so, because it's now, you're gonna say it's bad. Hmm. It is bad. How many times has it crashed? It has not crashed. I'm playing the PS4 version. Now, in what if it had been crashing? <laughs> what if it had been crashing? Also, anyway, anyway, that's like a we're not bringing up discourse from four years ago. There's mm-hmm. no sense in that. What if it was broken and bad? <laughs> it is. Arkham Knight is. Yesterday, if you asked me, I would have said probably top five worst games I've ever played. Now it is both worst game I have ever played, and also genuinely, truly, just one of the most hateful, terrible, 
like awful things that I've ever touched, and it makes me feel sick to play it now. I'm still going to see it through to the end, but I feel sick playing it because of how disgusting it is. Mm-hmm. So one, I don't know if you know this, Blue Lives Matter. Uh, Do you have any content warnings for this uh, discussion? Yes. I just wanted to like... Okay, okay. Uh, the, biggest, the biggest content warning, if you know what the killing joke is, like, we're talking that sort of stuff. We're, so we're talking, like, um, I mean, like, kind of, if you know edgy Batman shit, like, you've seen all of this stuff before, it's just, like, shooting people, uh, inducing, quote-unquote, insanity, like... Um, sexual violence, like, all sorts of terrible things. Uh, I'm mainly the, like, the big one. Largely directed at women, um, and there's a suicide thing that goes, it's, it's bad. It's really fucking bad. Mm -hmm. But before you get to anything that needs a content warning, this game fucking loves the police so much. And, like, I know that last year... Spider-Man game came out, and we all talked about how Spider-Man was, like, beating up on, um, like, poor people, and, like, like people who had escaped from Rikers, and, like, how Spider-Man was taking pictures with the police. Like, all... 99.999% of superhero stories are pro-police at their heart. Um, Arkham Knight thinks the police are so fucking rad. And they're all heroes every time they put on their uniform. And it's disgusting. It's just like, like, we need these police to protect us from all the animals out on the streets. Like, the police are just like, just constant radio chatter about how great the police are. It's really fucking weird for a game that's coming out in 2015, you know. Is it weird? I mean, it's not weird. It's fucking deaf, I guess. Or, like, it's not weird. It's, like, not weird. It is yeah, what America is. It is what people who like Batman are, you know? Mm-hmm. P- uh, people painting bat symbols on their car fucking love the cops, you know? But it sucks. It sucks because, like, I, I guess in all the incarnations of Batman I like, that is there, but it's just a little quieter. <laughs> and, like, yeah. like, it's there in Arkham Asylum. It's there in, like, fucking... It's there in the Christmas issue of Batman Adventures, you know, that's, like, my favorite comic book ever. But, like, it's just a little quieter, you know? It's not quite so deafening with mm-hmm. how much it loves. Because there's loving tell, Batman, who is a cop, and then there's loving the police. Tell, talk about the uh, Gordon bio. Gordon bio. Oh yeah, the 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 bio for James Gordon in the game is just like um he's a hero cop to everyone and now he's going to become the mayor because he oversaw this period of some peace in Gotham and, and crime is down. Yeah, he was He's tough on crime and crime went on, down. Yeah, he's tough on crime and crime went down, which is exactly how we know real life policing works. Every time the uh police start enforcing everything more heavily, Crime does go down. That's definitely how real-life policing works. It's that simple. Um, if I were a cop, I would simply be a better cop. Damn. So not a cop. Um, two, 
Um, this has been some subtext for a lot of the game, but in the portion I played today, like I just got to hear lots of radio chatter about this, and so I imagine it will become more part of the plot going forward. You know who has it worst of all in our society? You know who like the most marginal people are? Iraq war veterans. They just have it so bad, and like... I'm not saying this the way I want to. I'm not saying Iraq war veterans don't have it bad. I'm saying that people who join a PMC because they want to go back into combat after the Iraq war suck. And this game is like... Those are the bad guys in the game, but I keep hearing like radio chatter that's supposed to make me sympathize with them of mm-hmm. and get me to sympathize with mm-hmm. like fucking Blackwater essentially. Yeah. Um Blackwater run by an evil Batman guy. <laughs> I was just watching the Giant Bomb compilation video that had the footage from the Blackwater Xbox 360 game. Yeah, and like recently. There's just there's like the, uh, That's just an aside. Yeah. Not 24 hours ago. Not 24 <laughs> hours ago. Um, yeah, there's like... The Arkham Knight's minions in this game are a PMC uh, who he trained by putting down... Like, he trained in South America, the implication being that like he probably like put down like socialist movements and tried to install fascist movements in South America because that's what PMCs do down there. Um, uh, and like, quote unquote, fight the drug war. Like, probably these are all people fighting the drug war after they left, uh, Iraq. Um, and it's trying to make me really hard to sympathize with military pro, like, war profiteers, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know? And I don't. And it's just like, oh, well, after we, after we left Iraq, like, you know, we just get paid so much better. Who can blame us? And like, you know, nothing feels good anymore. Like, I wouldn't want to go... There's some guy who says, like, I wouldn't want to go out there dying a little bit every day in a 9 to 5. I want to go down fighting Batman or something. And it's like, fuck you. Fuck you. It is trying to make this sound like a heroic position, joining a PMC. Three. Arkham Knight has never read, watched, or played any other Batman story ever in human history. This is my only conclusion, because these people don't know who Batman is. (laughs) Alfred is constantly concerned for uh, Batman's safety and is constantly telling him to come home and how he's putting himself in too much danger. That is not a thing that Alfred has ever done in 80 years of comics. Are you sure? I thought that was... No, Alfred's just like, I mean, he's gonna Batman. I'm just gonna help him out as best I can. You know, like, hearing Alfred be, like, doting and weird when usually he's just, like, helping out is, like, Mm -hmm. weird. Two, they've made... (sighs) He's a superhero? He's a superhero. He's supposed to do good things to help people. Yeah, yeah, you know. Not included in what I would call good things to help people is lying to your son about his romantic interest dying lying to your other son about his best friend dying which one is which like he's just li- he's lying to Robin and Nightwing about Barbara dying which one is Barbara with 
So, in any DC comic I've ever read, Barbara is always interested in... Um, Dick. Dick. Uh, but in this, she's interested in Tim, which, like, maybe that's happened somewhere that I haven't read. Like I say, I have not read many comics with Tim Drake in them. But it's a weird change that just feels like they didn't know much about the characters. Barbara is constantly mischaracterized. One of the first things that happens in this game is that Barbara says, I hate lying to my dad. She has two secret identities that she keeps from her dad. Not one, but two secret identities. She's fine with lying to her dad. Why does she suddenly have some qualms about it? It sucks. (laughs) Sucks ass. (laughs) And then finally, like, the thing that, like, made this, like, truly one of the most vile things I've ever played early in the game. Stop me if you've heard this one. Okay. But the disabled woman is kidnapped so that uh, Batman can save the damsel in distress. I have heard of this one. Oh, you've you've heard this? Stop. Yeah, okay. Well, Teen Titans episode three. (laughs) Um... Scarecrow kidnaps uh, Barbara, and it's already, like, the you know, the very misogynist damsel in distress trope. Um, oh, is that on the trope page? I'm sure. I'm sure. And then it, it's already gross and bad, uh, and, like, really defangs a character I love, um, and really just makes her into, like, a helpless victim in a way I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, in the same way that Killing Joke does. Killing Joke does that to her, too. Um, there is a long history of Barbara being, like, dehumanized to, like, push Batman and J- Gordon into action. Um, and then you finally are able to go rescue her, except uh, Scarecrow, like, fills her cell with uh, fear gas, uh, and there's a gun in the cell, and Joker convinces her to kill herself, and it's and it makes you watch this in first person, and it is gruesome, and it is graphic, and it is clearly just trying to push your buttons, and like, I guess, yes, it did push my buttons. It is one of these, the most hateful, most misogynistic, most just like, terrible things I've ever seen in media, and I hate it, and... It's so weird because, like, Barbara is a, is a character that, like, DC tries to, like, promote to little girls, you know? Like, like she is constantly marketed towards, like, young girls, and I... It feels so disgusting to see them, like, doing that with one hand and then with the other hand being like, oh, isn't it cool when we, like, kill the girl to make Batman sad? You know? Um, and kill her in just a really fucking disgusting way. Um, and this hallucination of Joker that's following you around is in the room with her as she's like dying and like does killing joke shit. Oh, they also recreate killing joke at one point in this game. They make you watch killing joke happen or, you know, the parallel when Joker shoots Barbara, Uh like they just make you watch that happen. Uh, that's the first scene that Barbara is in, in the game. Cool. It fucking sucks. This game fucking sucks. Um, it makes me so fucking mad. It can't get any worse from here. Yes, it can. Oh my god, it can get so much worse. Because I know who the Arkham Knight is. I know it's Jason Todd. I 
I'm no great fan of Jason Todd, but I don't particularly want to see Jason transformed into, like, Ura Blackwater dude. And I know I'm watching that, and it sucks. Also, I looked up, because I knew, because I played Arkham City, and I knew that by the end of the game, Scarecrow would not be the real villain. There would be someone behind him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Would you like to know? Can I spoil a game from four years ago for you? Uh, I know this one. Do you? Who's who's the power behind the throne? Given that you know a lot of this is about breaking Batman and about PMCs. Who do you know that's really interested in PMCs and like breaking characters psychologically? Deathstroke? It's Deathstroke, baby. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Okay. Did he... He wasn't in the other two games. I don't think he's in the other two games. He might have been in Origins, but I didn't play Origins. I played Asylum and City. Yeah. In the same summer that I played through, like, four Assassin's Creed games back-to-back, which I have a lot of fondness for Assassin's Creed. I don't know if you know this about me. I do know this about you. Um, Rest in peace, Desmond. So, yeah. This is... Arkham Knight is one of the most vile things I've ever played. I'm about I'm at about the sixty percent mark. Um, when Batman is bad, it's really fucking bad. Yeah, uh, yeah. I feel like the the floor is so much lower for Batman than it is for Superman. Oh, I, like you know what I I mean. On the other hand, there's the Injustice comic. I don't know if you remember the Injustice comic about what Superman has to do in the Injustice comic. Jesus Christ! Don't fucking talk to me about the Injustice comic. What if we just did a character assassination of Superman as a premise? Like, whatever. Anyway, yeah, my complaints boil down to... There's clearly a thing they're trying to do in Arkham Knight, which is, uh, after the events of Arkham City, Joker's gotten to Batman in in a way that he never has before, right? And this is manifested through hallucinating Joker throughout the game. Um, and we're seeing the downfall of Batman into being a villain, quote-unquote, you know? And there's a way you can do that without just, like, Batman making, like, a terrible choice at every turn and, like, this going largely unremarked upon. Also, maybe you could do it without making Batman insane? You could do it without making Batman insane. You can... Quote unquote scarecrows. Scare yeah. Scarecrows. There's also, like, you can make Batman a villain. That is different from they're making Batman an anti hero, essentially. Because I know he's still going to save the day. He's on the cover of the box. He's on the box. He's just gonna become. He's just becoming an anti-hero who's just doing whatever it takes. The end to... of this game, he's gonna pull out a gun and shoot Deathstroke. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm sure. I'm sure. You know, um, or he's gonna beat Deathstroke to death with a crowbar. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's gonna lock Deathstroke underneath an island in a super prison. You can make Batman a villain, but here they're making him an anti-hero, and I don't like that. He's, he's already an anti-hero, but like. More so, because he's just... Yeah, he's just... He's just a liar and a a bad man in this. And Mm -hmm. it's it's also just like... That's just not something I really want to see. I want to go see him be Batman. 
He's a superhero. He saves the day, no matter how tough the odds. If, if he should, he should save Barbara in that scene. Like it should be like impossible. There should be like a timer on you. It should be like, it should be the end of the game, and like, like it should be impossible to save Barbara, and he still does it because he's Batman. He's a superhero. That's what superheroes do. He he literally. The game just puts you in the first person, and you can't move, you can't do anything, you just have to watch your friend die. And it sucks. Also, the voice acting is really bad in this game. Like, remarkably, like, some of the worst video game voice acting I've ever heard, other than, like, House of the Dead. <laughs> I mean, Mark's here. Mark's here. He's alright. He's working his hard. <laughs> He's, Mark is here, and God bless him. I love like, Mark. I love Mark. But, like, there's... And maybe I'm misremembering, but there's something to be said for, like, in Arkham Asylum, in the TV show, Mark just talks, right? Like, Mark just does the thing, and it's scary because he's just Mark doing the thing. This game, for some reason, every time Joker talks, it also plays, like, two layers of Joker laughs as, like, very quiet background noise <laughs> under it to make it more menacing. And, and it doesn't... It doesn't have to make sense, but it doesn't make sense. And also, it's bad. And, like, the Riddler's here, and, like, giving a, like, D-minus performance, and the thing they've done is just, like, put six layers of echo and, like, shit under him to make him more threatening. The glitch Riddler. Yeah, it's basically, like, the Riddler is constantly glitching to make him scarier, but it doesn't... Is this a Saw thing? Maybe. I haven't seen Saw. Is this a Saw thing? That sounds like a thing that they would reference. I don't know. We're 26 minutes he's into doing this a saw thing in that game. He's doing a saw thing. <laughs> Remember that classic saw thing where Jigsaw makes checks notes. The protagonists race around a ba- a, a racetrack and insists <laughs> that it's a riddle. At one point he says, "If you don't understand why this is a great riddle, Batman, I won't explain it to you." <laughs> it's literally just the destiny. I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. <sighs> Arkham Knight in stores now. I got it for free. Yeah, and then I same spend- as I did with Darksiders Three, which is a much better game, in my opinion, than uh, Arkham Knight. I got it for free, and then the DLC looked cool. I really wanted that 1970s-looking Batmobile. Look, I played City because I wanted to dress up the Batman, and I did. Yeah. And then I played the rest of the video game, and then he carries the Joker out of a burning building like the fucking Pieta. God. He does not get. his dead girlfriend. <laughs> you the know, Joker. You know what else? You know what else? In Batman's character bio in this game, it mentions after the events of Arkham City, the people of Gotham believe that Batman betrayed his one rule by killing the Joker. Hey, Arkham Knight. The people of Gotham think that Batman is a myth, and like. The people who think that Batman is real would absolutely believe that he kills dudes. You would absolutely have heard from your cousin's cousin that, oh yeah, like, me and my buddy were, like, out doing a robbery and Batman totally, like, killed that guy. Because, like, Batman, like, is trying to make criminals scared. And so when he dangles someone off off a ledge, he has to have that person believe that he's gonna drop a motherfucker. (laughs) 
also, maybe my memory is wrong. I don't remember killing the Joker in Arkham City. I remember fighting Clayface with a sword. <laughs> they give Batman a sword, and then you fight Clayface with a sword. Because the Joker is fake. It's a fake Joker. It's Clayface pretending to be Joker. You do fight the Joker with a sword. But that Mr. Freeze boss fight's pretty good. This game is making me like Arkham City more in retrospect. Because like, and then you're going to play Arkham City and you're going to really love Arkham Asylum after that. <laughs> because it's just like... Well, I didn't like Arkham City at the time. But, like, that game had, had its moments. That Mr. Freeze boss fight is cool. Like, the first time you go find Harley and the Joker is cool. I like that Hugo Strange shows up, even though I don't think he's very compelling, because I just like Hugo Strange. Like, it's just making me like Arkham City more in retrospect. <laughs> Hugo Strange is just Gendo Ikari. Not quite. He's got the beard, he's got the glasses, he's got, like, the... I'm gonna sit at this desk and do nothing for most of the game. There, there are two different villains in... Uh, DC continuity right now named Thomas Wayne and neither of them are Bat- neither of them are Batman's dad but both of them are kind of Batman's dad a little bit <laughs> and I would say that one of those Thomas Waynes is probably the actual Gendo Akari of Batman <laughs> I want to see the like what if Batman was Gendo Akari training Robin what if Let Batman me- was a bad dad let me tell you about Batman and the Black Mask. Okay. Um, uh, this is Grant Morrison's story. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> Grant Morrison had a really good run on Batman for a little while. It's where he introduces... Like, Grant Morrison's not the one that... No, 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 no you're thinking of Alan Moore. Alan Moore. That's the wizard? Alan Moore is the wizard. Okay. Um, Grant Morrison is also a little bit of a wizard, but is much better, I like, think. He's the Sorcerer's Apprentice. Grant Morrison had a really good run on Batman uh, pre-New 52 that um, is the run where he introduces Damien and, like, he can't... Bruce cannot fucking connect with Damien at all and is just a shitty dad. Um, there's a really bit... There's a really dope splash page um, where... Because Damien was raised by the League of Assassins, he keeps talking about, like, samurai shit and... Um, there's a really good splash page that's just Bruce Wayne screaming, "You have dishonored your master!" to try and make, <laughs> to try and make Damien respect him more. And Damien's like, "Whatever, old man," and fucking bounces. <laughs> Damien in the Judas Contract movie is so fucking good. I love Damien in that movie. Um, and also, you see the bit where Nightwing is like, "No, I'm trying to like connect with you," and he's like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, which I is thought, I thought you were being a dad for a second, but no. So, so the first part of the Grant Morrison run is Bruce trying to connect with Damien and failing. Um, the second part, uh, there's a big event in DC, like the big wider DC universe, um, and Batman gets sent back to Caveman times for a little bit. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I see the worry on your face. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, while Batman is a caveman and then a pirate. Um, <laughs> Is Batman DC's Wolverine? For like a year or two there, yeah, I guess so. Um, Dick becomes Batman, and Dick is like really good with Damien. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I would expect a millennial to connect better with a Zoomer than a Boomer would. Yeah. There you go. That's just facts. Y'all want to talk about Teen Titans? Y'all want to talk about Teen Motherfucking Titans. 
episode three. Uh, final exam. Final exam. I had opened the wrong page, which is uh, I told Autumn while we were watching this episode what Hive stood for, which is uh, hierarchy of international vengeance and extermination. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's not important. We're not talking about Hive today. Uh, the Titans battle against Jinx, Gizmo, and Mammoth, members of the villain organization Hive, sent by Slade for their final test, and lose with Robin going missing. That's phrased a little weirdly, the Titans lose. Mm-hmm. The Hive members then kick the remaining Titans out of their tower and take over. Robin returns, and the whole team fights to keep, kick the Hive out of their home. Despite the defeat, Slade was pleased with the outcome. This is, like, most of what happens. Yeah. I think this is a pretty middling episode. Yeah. Um, Introduces your favorite character. Not my favorite character. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I do like the goth girl. You want to be her. No, No. I don't want to be the goth girl. Okay. We will find the person in Teen Titans who I want to be. This episode introduces... Tara. Maybe. You've talked about wanting to be a blonde before. Yeah, okay. We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. So the episode introduces... The main thing about this episode is that it introduces Jinx, Gizmo, and Mammoth, the three main Hive people who we'll see throughout the series. I was really hyped because I really like those characters. Uh, and then... They, I, they're not cool in this episode. They're not really that cool in this episode. They'll be cooler later. They'll be they cooler get, later. Eventually, they'll be anti-heroes, and they'll like, interact with the Titans, and yeah. it'll be like, a really good character moment. But. Yeah, we get that whole arc where like Cyborg becomes a student at Hive, and like that's going to be like where those characters get good, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, Speedy's there. Yeah, I think. Something like that. Speedy's in the Gladiator episode. That's definitely true. Anyway. I thought Hive was in that. They might not be. Anyway. anyway. Um, but, like, while I was watching, I was, like, one, let down because these characters I like are just not <clears throat> there yet. Mm-hmm. And two, the fight, the fights kind of suck because it's, like, generally what I would do is I would have a fight titans lose um and then they have a conversation about how they can do better and mm-hmm. then they go do better and it's like demotes. we don't have time for that because we have to have the bits of hive taking over the tower and like c- like criticizing oh that's such a mess so does raven have anything in any other color which wear? is like a which is like a cute scene but we do skip over like the point of the episode the point of the episode which you when we had the first recording that crashed, you pointed out to me, like, oh, they learned that they need to cooperate more. And in the second fight, we see them do more, like, team attacks. and Because like, Hive attacks them with team attacks. Right. With names. Right. Like it's fucking Ruby or something. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, like... I love Ruby. I fucking love Ruby. Look forward to Newbie coming back soon. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. real soon. Uh-huh. Oh, real soon. Yeah. Um, But, <laughs> like... Yeah, I feel like um, no one says that they need to do that. And so, because it's like a 22-minute children's television show, I just assume that anything I'm supposed to understand from the episode, someone will say out loud. And (laughs) I did not... 
I did not understand this lesson from what the characters said out loud. Um, well, let's dig a little deeper into this episode. Okay. Oh, you're prompting me for the next segment. Yeah. Okay. Hi. I'm good at pod- podcasts. So, yes, let's do that. Let's dig a little deeper by reading the TV Tropes page for this episode. Might put some music there. <laughs> I might put some music there. Just a little stinger. We'll find it. Um. So yeah, the TV trips page, which Nora has insisted I read in its entirety. Um. Who is Slade? Oh yes. We, before we do the TV trips page, we have to talk about my favorite bit of the episode, which is um, Slade really just wanted um the Titans to notice him. He really wanted Senpais to notice him. And, um, sent Hive basically as a message. And they're basically just supposed to say Slade's name out loud so that, like, the Titans are all like, who is Slade? And there's a bit... Who is Slade? (laughs) Where Robin says who is Slade and Gizmo records it. And then, um, there's a bit where Slade presses a button and a hundred TV screens light up with Robin saying, Who is Slade? 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 <laughs> it is amazing. <laughs> it's the goofiest shit in the world. Um, so yeah, we start off this TV tropes page with Robin asking who is Slade, which is a uh, example of arc words, uh, which is not a trope I was familiar with. I guess that's like when Bad Wolf uh, shows up a hundred times in Doctor Who. That's literally the example given on that page? Yes. 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 Oh, it's like, <clears throat> these words keep recurring yeah. in an arc. Okay. Like, the, when the arc is built off of a recurring phrase or something. Or something like that. Big Bad Slade sets his new henchmen, a trio of Hive graduates, on the Titans as their final exam. Now, Big Bad is a link to yeah. the, the Big Bad yes. trope. A, 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 a phrase... <laughs> Literally coined in Buffy. Literally, someone in Buffy refers to someone else as the big bad of this season. I think, like, literally says that's the big bad of this season. Because Buffy is very funny because it's self-reflexive about being a TV show. It's really cool and interesting. I love Homestuck. (laughs) Swung in the dark on that one? Don't anyone correct me? I haven't read Homestuck yet. (laughs) Tropes. All your base are belong to us. The Hive graduates take over Titan's Tower. Funnily enough, they actually clean and organize the place, much to the Titan's dismay. Now, what is the all your base are belong to us trope? When the villains take over the good guys, fucking... <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anachronic Order, we touched on this in the first one. Um, they aired the first <clears throat> episode uh, third, and they aired this episode first. Arc words. Robin's question at the end of the episode becomes sort of a catchphrase for him. Ah, yes. When Robin leaps into battle and says, Who is Slade? (laughs) Titans! Who is Slade? (laughs) Arc words. Robin's question at the end of the episode becomes sort of a catchphrase for... Oh, I just read that. that. (laughs) Attack pattern alpha. The Hive graduates actually use an attack pattern alpha against the Titans. That's true. They do say those exact words. Berserk button, Ravens is pressed when Jinx had gone into her room and took out one of her robes to wear with Robin's belt. Weird. Big, thin, short trio, the Hive graduates with Mammoth being the largest, Jinx being painfully skinny, and Gizmo being the shortest character in the series. 
weird judginess from TV tropes. Not weird, but judginess. We all we all expect TV tropes to be weird and judgy. At least a little bit weird and judgy, yeah. Yeah, we expect TV tropes to be weird, is what yeah. I'm saying. Anyway, curb stomp battle happens both ways with the Titans getting stomped first and later the Hive. It came from the fridge. Starfires find some odd blue fungus in the fridge, later played with when Mammoth just eats it. Just eats it is another uh, trope. Let's get the name on that one. Uh, Big Eater. Yeah. Also, um, uh, playing with a trope is different from uh, playing it straight. Yes. Versus uh, deconstructed inv- versus reconstructed versus invoking a reference like inverted. Lamp- <laughs> There's all sorts of terminology with tropes. I don't know if you know about that. I do know this. <laughs> Lost the TV remote trope. Uh, ah, cyborg, and Be- trope. <laughs> cyborg and Beast Boy come onto the scene, scouring the living room for it. Later, Robin finds it on the floor. No, he doesn't. It's on the table. Yeah, it's on the table. It's on the fucking coffee table. I'm going to fucking edit this TV trope oh page. <laughs> the unreveal. We never find out Starfire's secret to traveling at the speed of light. Um, I best remember this from a bit in Jimmy Neutron. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good fucking bit. <laughs> because the animators clearly just didn't want to animate spacesuits. And so Jimmy Neutron starts explaining why they never have to wear spacesuits in Jimmy Neutron. And then but it, it just... keeps cutting to Carl singing. <laughs> it's great. That show is probably not as good. No. But um, maybe we watch an episode or two no. of it later. No. There's also a bit in... Um, Fairly Odd Parents, where every dad, mom, every time mom or dad try to say their names, like a truck drives past, so you can't hear them say their names. Yeah, we're just talking about fucking TV trucks <laughs> now. We have another episode to cover. Fuck this. <laughs> so, episode four, forces of nature. Beast Boy tries to prank Cyborg, but Starfire is accidentally targeted. She stalks. She stops talking to him as a result. Meanwhile, the Titans deal with a duo known as Thunder and Lightning, whose version of having fun is causing chaos in the city. The duo is approached by a, quote, mystic sage who teaches them how to amplify their powers using an assortment of twigs and leaves. The sage then uses magic to animate the burning sticks into a monster. The Titans fight the monster off before it reaches town. Beast Boy attempts to break through to Thunder while Robin faces off against the Sage, who turns out to be Slade. I'm adding on here. Um, they defeat the fire monster by Thunder and Lightning going into the sky and making a thunderstorm. So, these characters are Raijin and Fujin, basically. They're- what do you know about Marvel Comics and their current editor-in-chief? Slade does a C.B. Sibulski in this episode. God. Slade pretends to be a Japanese man for clout and to defraud people. To defraud the state of Rhode Island. (laughs) It's not funny to anyone but us, but it's extremely funny to us. Um, we no, we definitely talked about Kingdoms of Amalur on the no, last episode. Did we, on the last episode, <laughs> that or two episodes ago, Shit. we talked about Kingdoms of Amalur recently. <laughs> That's fucked up. <laughs> we talk about it too much. <laughs> yeah, it's inescapable. Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, Slade pret- not only pretends to be an, uh, a Japanese man 
Also, fully articulated face on top of his mask. Yes. Very, so, like, <laughs> Gara almost, like, with the sand the, mask. The last reveal of this episode, I just assumed we were seeing, like, Slade in, like, makeup and a fake that mustache been, and ha- hair. I mean, we were, I guess. <laughs> you know? But, yeah. no, Slade had a man face mask mm-hmm. over his normal metal mask, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fucked up. <laughs> It's fucked up and also racist. <gasps> oh, so racist. Oh, it's so racist. <sighs> At least, like, he does a little bit of a voice, but not as much of a voice as he could have for 2003. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it could be so much worse. Look, Shaolin Showdown aired. A Shaolin Showdown was a show I liked. Uh-huh. Uh, wouldn't go back to it now, because one, it probably doesn't hold up, and two, even if it did, it would be racist. He's super fucking racist. <laughs> they made that kid yellow. <laughs> you can't do that. Also, he's just Krillin. <laughs> he's also just Krillin. Anyway. Anyway. Um, anyway, this episode has thunder and lightning, which are just like I said, Raijin and Fujin, they, like, become those at some point. Like, the animation style changes, and then they go up into the clouds, and they're, like, beating the drums, and they're throwing the lightning around. Yeah. This episode... So the, the, the neat thing with this episode is that, like, Beast Boy starts this episode by pink in the cold open pranking Starfire. By accident. By accident. But... Like, uh, is not apologetic for it. Does not think he did anything wrong. Um, or I think he thinks he did something wrong, but he still doesn't apologize for it. Um, and like, he sees that, uh, Thunder and Lightning are doing this bad thing that's really similar to what he was doing, and realizes what he was doing was wrong, and apologizes. And so, Beast Boy has this one little tiny, like, character development, and it's with Starfire, a character who I don't remember him interacting with much, so it's cool to see Beast Boy and Starfire talking. Other than that, which gets resolved at the halfway point, it gets resolved right before the second commercial break, not much to this episode. Also, she calls him a Chlorbag Varbler Nelk. Uh-huh. It's just a fun thing to say. Chlorbag Varbler Nelk. Also... <laughs> Also, um, Cyborg and Raven just being like, yeah, that fucking Chlorbag. Chlorbag Barkler now? They don't even say, they don't even try to say the whole thing. They just say Chlorbag. Chlorbag Barkler. I don't know what you're doing now. Chlorbag. Oh. Varbler now. Oh, okay. I see. Um, I feel like we're not really giving this episode the attention it deserves. I feel like it's a middling episode of a children's cartoon. Yeah, but we're not really digging deep into it like we should be. Oh, you're setting me up for TV <laughs> trips again. I'm okay. what? Whatever, I'm gonna fucking do <laughs> thing. Okay, so. TV trips page for season one, episode four of Teen Titans. Our first trope is an Aesop. Beast Boy brings up one during a later conversation with Thunder. I don't know what this... And Aesop is like a moral. 
Okay. Like the way the apes of fables have like morals. What the? <laughs> you can't call that Nasa. You have to call that a fucking moral. No, it's a also, trope. We... Morals are not tropes. <laughs> there. No, morals are tropes, but tropes are not moral. But <laughs> morals can't be tropes because then I feel like if you let morals be tropes, if you let Aesop's be tropes, you're like one step from characters being tropes and plot being tropes. That's what TV tropes is. No, I'm saying the concept of plot. This yeah, <laughs> this this show invokes plot trope. A show has a plot. Basically, <laughs> they categorize what types of plot. I'm saying like if this, you this is whatever. We're, what's next? I'm getting mad about fucking TV tropes. That's going to be this entire podcast. <laughs> I love that you just decided to do this and now I've made you like do it even more. Reader, I want you to know something, which is that before we started recording, um, Nora and I were discussing the structure of the episode, and I was like, you summarize episode three, uh, I, we discuss episode three, you summarize episode four, we discuss episode four, and then we do TV tropes all at the end. And Nora decided that it was much funnier to inflict TV tropes on everybody twice per episode. And she's right. It yeah. is funnier. Uh-huh. But also, I hate you. Yeah, but also you're going to marry me. I am going to do that. Um, armor-piercing question. Two examples of this. When Thunder tells Beast Boy that he and his brother are just having fun, Beast Boy points to the innocent civilians caught in the collateral damage and asks Thunder if he thinks they feel the same way. This creates doubt in Thunder about just how harmless his fun is. Later on, when Lightning is about to deliver a final blow to his brother, Thunder asks him if they're still having fun. Art shift trope. When Beast Boy and Thunder have their final fight to make Thunder change his ways, their art style suddenly shifts to that of an Asian painting for no other reason than to look cool. Uh, I'm not going to address that. Uh, any. Oh my god, there are a lot of trips on this episode. <laughs> Bash Brothers, Thunder and Lightning, big no! Beast Boy yells this out when he realizes Starfire walked to his prank. You know that trope where somebody yells no really loud? <laughs> I want us all to brace ourselves for TV tropes weirdness on this next one. I want us all to just batten down the hatches. Oh no, I don't like this. Make your can't, make just take your socks off now because I'm about to blow those suckers right on off. Ooh, this treat, <laughs> let me tell you, folks, TV tropes. It's bad. It's bad. <laughs> Double standard abuse, female on male. It's perfectly okay for Starfire to laugh at a mean-spirited prank that Cyborg pulled on Beast Boy, but when she becomes the unintended victim of Beast Boy pranks. Beast Boy's prank that was meant for Cyborg, she's entitled to be angry with him. Yes! <laughs> she got hit in the face with a b- water balloon full of motor oil. I would also be upset. Escalating war. Beast Boy's attempt to sludge bomb Cyborg's return fire for Cyborg pranking him earlier, successfully dying Beast Boy's whole body brown, over which there was much ridicule subverted due to Sarfire getting in his way. Getting crap past the radar. Besides the Marshmallow Heaven example below, I don't know what Marshmallow (laughs) Heaven is. I guess we'll get there. I see it. Starfire. Oh, I just read what that is. Starfire calls Beast Boy a Chlorbag Barblin Milk. (laughs) Chlorbag Barbler Milk. And they misspell it on this page. Uh, Beast Boy responds with, I'm a wet bag. Um. Honor before reason. There's a note. There's a note. 
There's a note. Okay, I'll click the fucking note. I'm gonna make sure that Audacity oh, oh. didn't crash while we were doing this. Okay. Oh, did you know that a popular insult that ends in bag is douchebag? Oh shit. Honor before reason. Thunder refuses to attack Beast Boy when he's down, saying that it would be unsportsmanlike to attack a fallen op- opponent. I like that. Apparently, TV Tropes has decided that attacking people while they're down is an entirely reasonable thing to do. Mm-hmm. A thing that if reasonable- you wanted to win. Yeah, whatever. I would not characterize that as reason. Hypocrite. You know, that classic trope. (laughs) I'm going to say this about all the ridiculous ones. (laughs) Beast Boy calls Thunder out for causing all this mayhem. Meanwhile, the latter believes he's doing it for fun. Right. Tell that to the former when it comes to his earlier prank against Starfire. This this thing where they're using ladder and former (laughs) is really confusing me. Eventually, he grows out of it to see how Thunder and Lightning are so similar to him. Jerk-ass realization, it took him believing Starfire dying in the rubble to cause this on Beast Boy about his prank earlier. Kind-hearted cat lover, invoked by Beast Boy to Starfire in his attempt to have her forget about her anger towards her. To him. Beast Boy transition. (laughs) Uh, Into a dog. Into changeling. (laughs) (laughs) While it didn't work the first time, the second attempt worked when she heard him apologizing for his prank earlier from behind and welcomes him with open arms. Marshmallow Heaven, Beast Boy gets one of these when Starfire forgives him. This is downplayed, of course. So do you know what that is? No. That's, that's when you get boobs in your face. Oh, I... I hate TV tropes. Yeah. Monster of the Aesop, Beast Boy thinks his pranks are harmless until he realizes that the villains are using the same justification for their own actions. Why don't they have Monster of the Week on every fucking episode of Teen Titans? Because all of these are Monster of the Week so far. I'm calling bullshit. Monster of the Week is a different trope. But it's not listed here. It's not listed. That's not what the show is. It doesn't count. This episode is Monster of the Week? Not really. Whatever. My no oh, no no I skipped one sorry I almost skipped one <laughs> God forbid <laughs> must make amends classic thunder and lightning make amends by stopping the giant fire monster they made with a storm hmm. yeah. my God what have I done thunder suffers one of these when he realizes that Slade manipulated him and his brother into summoning a fire monster to destroy the city even lightning who hasn't gotten the hint yet seems disturbed by this. Lightning, when he almost strikes down Thunder, and Beast Boy has a variation of this when, whilst believing Starfire has been buried under the rubble, realizes his prank could have seriously hurt her. Could have seriously hurt her is another trope. I will click it. Uh, It's gone horribly wrong trope. Mm. Um, Mythology gag. The mysterious old man who recruits Thunder and Lightning, who is secretly (laughs) Slade in disguise, is mauled after Slade's appearance in the comics. Really? I think it's just because he's got the one the eye. Like, I, it's the mustache, right? Sure. Because he's got the same mustache in the Judas I, Contract movie. I don't know what he looks like in the comics, honestly. I just, like the Judas yeah. Contract movie, he has that same mustache? He does. Thunder drum. Thunder pounds on the thunder clouds. Skipped. Oh, I did I did skip one. <laughs> Sorry, we'll get back to thunder drum, everybody. <laughs> Not so different. Beast Boy found, found this out with thunder and lightning as he finds their actions are so similar to his. Thunder drum, thunder pounds on the thunder clouds while his brother lightning casts electricity about in tandem. They make rainstorms as well. Worthy opponent, thunder takes an interest in Beast Boy's power of the animals. Thank you. Thank you for, for your service. We're at 55 minutes of this fucking Yeah, but pocket. only 25 of those are Teen Titans. 
<laughs> we need to talk about Arkham Knight for a while. That game makes me really How mad. are you feeling about Titans right now? Um, okay. Well, actually, funny you should say that. So we asked for questions, and we got a lot this week. Oh, way more than I was we? expecting. Um, uh, we need to we need to start with the one that we got before we put out this call. Well, normally I would. Normally I would just go in the order that we receive them. But you mentioned something that is germane to one of the questions that was asked, so I'm just going to do that one first. Okay. Sound good? Yeah. Um, at Gil underscore Deer on Twitter asks, one, best Titan. Raven. Uh, I will probably have a better answer later in the series once I've kind of, like, yeah. gotten back in the swing of things uh, and remember people. Might go with Tara, honestly. I gotta go with Raven. Raven, if I had to pick one of the one of the main five, if I had to pick one of the main five, it would be Raven, maybe Robin, but probably Raven. <sighs> Robin has so much more, like history and character and context than anyone else in that team. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. This is why I like him so much. Um, and then, the other question that Gildir asked, which was germane to what you were asking, how long does the show seem to take to find his feet? I'm gonna guess that, like, we're, we're gonna be kind of muddling through it for this first season, and that the last two-parter is where I think the show is gonna become the thing that I like. Hopefully. I think... I think the Red X stuff at the end of this season is going to be... Is that this season? I think so, because this is the Robin season. I hope so. The, when we looked on Wikipedia and it said like each season was yeah, about a certain yeah. character, this is the Robin season, so hopefully... Hopefully. Red um, X is fucking cool. Red X is fucking rad. Yeah. Remember when Red X shows up in that Wacky Races episode and Robin looks at him like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't remember that. I think that's how that goes down. I think that's how it goes down. Um, so more reader mail. We got a lot of reader mail to get through. So Lizzie said that there is uh, Tara stuff in Young Justice. Um, we might talk about Young Justice on here. I don't know. Um, I would really like to, knowing that there's Tara stuff. We were kind of yeah. on the fence, and hearing that has got me interested in Young Justice. The thing about that is, one, Young Justice is longer than Teen Titans. Uh-huh. By, like, 12 or 13 episodes. Also... There's a really good Young Justice podcast out there already, and I know we're not doing anything like what Whelmed is doing, but, like, I just want to make sure that we're, like... Not stepping on toes. Yeah. I want to make Which, sure that we establish what we're doing yeah. enough so that we can, like, be in a different space. Yeah. And that actually reminds me of... Um, I meant to plug this on the last episode, and it just slipped my mind. If folks are interested in our show and want another show that talks about like things in the same genre um but like maybe focuses on different cartoons uh maybe talks about like different comics like the young avengers uh, i think they've done some x-men stuff um the young ones is a really good uh podcast my uh friend mikey is one of the hosts along with a bunch of other people it's a very good podcast about like teenage superheroes and i cannot recommend young ones enough yeah it's great. um yeah it's at young ones cast on twitter uh, and, um, more reader, reader mail. Reader mail. I got one. I got one that is for export audio, I technically. Got 1% on my phone battery. Okay. Where did you get your one question, then? From my tweet. From your quote tweet of me? From my tweets. Okay. Well, well I got... Maybe I didn't. I got four questions replying to my tweet. <laughs> this is bad podcasting we're doing. Okay. I'm going to read the question I got in the Curious Cat. 
which like I say is technically for export audio, but I don't we're figuring out new schedule. Export audio will continue. Yeah. It's just that we wanted to get the two out so that we can start with the Yeah. And it's release. also just like if we don't have an export audio like if we don't have the export audio energy, it's very easy to just watch two episodes of Teen Titans yeah. and fucking and pull up TV shows. Yeah, and just fucking go. Um, we should do an export that is reading a TV tropes page for something. That, that would be good content. We should do. We should do an export that's like the real TV tropes experience, which is that we go to a show we like. And we just start clicking. We just start clicking links. We just start following links. Anyway, uh, this person asked in my curious cat. Hello, this is Tronatized from the Abnormal Mapping Discord. Here is a question for export audio. When did you start doing the joke format of one person saying a joke, the other person not getting the joke, and then the person who said the joke explaining the joke? It's really fascinating to me because of the anti-comedy nature of the bit. There's no anti-comedy nature to the bit. We're just not very funny. I love this because it's like... Why did you choose not to be funny? <laughs> um, the actual answer is, <clears throat> when for me at least, there's two sources for this, and one of them is that I just had bad friends in high school who would ignore me a lot and think that when I was joking, I was just being serious, and so I had to like explain that I was joking about stuff. Um, the other is, I'm pretty sure, on some level, it's a very old super best friends bit from like six years ago that has just stuck around in my head. Um, they're not friends anymore. <laughs> so, when I was thinking about this, there are three reasons in my head. One, mm -hmm. um, sometimes you make a joke, which is not a joke. It is a reference to, like, some codec conversation from Metal Gear Solid 2 <laughs> that I'm just like, what the fuck are you talking the, about? The <laughs> or I'm quoting Devil May Cry 2. <laughs> yeah, like, you just, like... Sometimes you just have real deep cuts that I'm not ready for, and I just genuinely have to ask you to explain it. Sometimes I know that you personally enjoy explaining the bit. I know that you just personally find that very funny it's to explain funny, it. It's funny, yeah. It is. It actually is, though. And so I play dumb because I know that you enjoy that, and I love you, and I want to see you laugh. Uh-huh. Um, and You enjoy it, too. I do enjoy it, too. Uh, and three, what was the third reason? Um, I don't genuinely know. don't know, playing dumb. Um, or you just want me to suffer. Three, yeah, like, sometimes you just make a bad joke, <clears throat> and I just want you to suffer. I want you to have to, like, explain to me what you did, like a cat <laughs> just brought in a dead mouse. Like, what is that? What is this? Just, just points at a joke. Shoving, what is this? You're just shoving my nose in the joke. <laughs> bad dog. <laughs> I can't um, call you a bad dog on the podcast. That's not a kink we have, I don't think, but it it definitely makes it sound like we do. If I call you a bad dog on the podcast. <laughs> you're not... There's... Mm. I have rules. <laughs> so yeah, thank you, Tron. Uh, I'm gonna was, I maybe sounded like I was offended. I was not offended. Yeah. It was very good. Question. It was very funny, and it also, 
It's like a little bit of an own. <laughs> I was owned a little bit. A little bit. Um, we got more questions, which I'm trying to find on my telephone right now. Um, I want to try and read these in the order they were sent. I don't know how to do that very well because Twitter's a bad website, so I'm just going to do my best. Um, <clears throat> go to your notifications tab, and then that would be in the order that they were sent. I don't have notifications on for people I don't follow, and most of our questions were from people I don't follow. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're valid. Um, I already asked Gildir's question. Chloe asks, um, will you be doing Teen Titans Go uh, after we do this, or specials? I think we mentioned this on the first episode. Teen Titans Go is sometimes funny. I have enjoyed Teen Titans Go. I don't think there's a podcast in that show. Like, it's just kind of a comedy joke show. Like, we wouldn't do a newbie episode about Ruby Chibi. Yeah. We almost, we talked about it one time, and we <clears throat> couldn't figure out what the angle on that is. Yeah. Unless we wanted to alternate between Ruby Chibi and Teen Titans Go. Is that anything? That's nothing. It's and still then nothing. And toss in Gundam SD also. Yeah, it's still nothing. Oh, damn. Look at all that nothing. Um, Sky asks... Uh, do you think superhero shows should try to introduce kids to a larger comic universe or serve as a greater, greatest hits for stories they wouldn't otherwise read? Um, one, I think it can be a little bit of both. I think Teen Titans <clears throat> is a little bit of both. I think Teen Titans is, like, you get, a, you get a real broad swath of DC Universe. They have a giant gorilla villain in this show, and it's not even Gorilla Grodd. It's the different giant gorilla <laughs> villain. <laughs> It's McGilla. Yeah. <laughs> they have a giant brain as the villain. I can't even remember that guy's name. Krang? It might be Krang. No. <laughs> no, it's not that. Krang is from Ninja Turtles. Krang is from Ninja Turtles. Fuck. God damn it. Fuck. <laughs> I fooled you. Uh, I like Ninja Turtles. Brainiac? No, it's not Brainiac. Brainiac... Because Brainiac's in the Superman show a bunch, and so I don't imagine that he's in this show any. Um, also, Brainiac is not just a brain <laughs> in a jar. Prove me wrong. Um, I think this. I think superhero shows can be a little bit of both. I think sure. like Batman the Animated Series does like a good job. I think Batman the Animated Series is a little bit more of greatest hits uh, with just doing like the Laughing Fish as a straight up adaptation of Joker's Five Way Revenge. I think it also can be neither. It could also just be... You can, it, I know that a lot of comics writers don't know about this. There's a thing called writing a news story. <laughs> and not retelling, we're doing Dark Phoenix, we're doing Days of Future Past, we're doing fucking Civil War, we're doing... I did a bunch of Marvel shit. What's the DC one? Um, Superman's dying. Judas Contract. Judas Contract. Um, well, you can just also just tell news stories. I haven't. Um, it doesn't, I don't think that because they are these characters from this medium that they are obligated to be anything in particular. I don't think they're obligated to retell like <clears throat> when I if I have if there's a new kids show from Star Wars ten years from now and I'm showing my kid that TV show, I don't necessarily need that to be an entry point to the Star Wars stuff that's for me that I like. Mm -hmm. I don't need to like on-ramp my kid onto my own interests. Yeah. And I know that a lot of comic stuff tries to do that. Yeah. And it sucks. 
but I mean, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's good, but some, but like, Justice League. Like, is this more of a Star Wars thing than a comic book thing? Huh. Of like parents being really shitty, but like, yeah. I want my kid to know the real experience. I think that's more of a Star Wars thing. I think there probably are those comics guys, but I don't. I'm nowhere near any mm-hmm. of those guys. Whereas because Star Wars is the <clears throat> biggest thing in the universe, like you see those people because yeah. they're like good, well-meaning people who end up doing that. You know, I'm only gonna show them the the. The original specialized edition. Despecialized, yeah. Whatever. Um, Can you see Hoth from that high horse? <laughs> I think... Um, I was just going to say, like... Um, my introduction to the X-Men... Um, as a kid, was a show which I believe is called X-Men Evolution. Someone will yes. correct me if I'm wrong. It's like Ooh. the much more explicitly like high school AU X-Men show. I fucking love that show. Um, That's what we could do after. We could do oh. that. <laughs> um, I fucking love that show. Rogue's a goth. Rogue is goth. Um, and like, I am not an X-Men person because I watched that show. And that's not to say that show turned me off from the X-Men. It's just that show, I don't think, was really, like, an on-ramp into liking the X-Men in the way that X-Men 92 was. Because X-Men 92 was literally doing arcs that were going sure. on yeah. in the show that... Or going on in the comics at that time. Or um, had just happened in the comics five years prior or something. Yeah. Five years Madeline Pryor. I think that's an X-Men character. I think Madeline Pryor is an X-Men character. If not, I will look like a fool. You already look like a fool, honey. You played Arkham Knight. <laughs> You read two TV shows pages out loud into a computer. Um, Sky also asks, do you think the fact that Batman, the Joker, the Justice League, and any other big names aren't mentioned help this show overall? Yeah. I, I think would it, fucking suck if the Joker showed up in Teen Titans. Yeah, I really like that this can kind of be its own little pocket. And, like, it's... This show is created a lot... Like, I have a love for a lot of DC characters because of this show that are not ever in the fucking Justice League, you know? And, like, it's it's part of why I watched two episodes of Young Justice and was like, oh, Superman. Like, Superman is in this show. Okay. And I, I guess I went into Young Justice, and this was, like, probably four or five years ago at this point. Um, It was, like... I went in expecting it to be just like Teen Titans and it was by introducing the adults it already makes Young Justice a very different show Mm -hmm. and maybe that could be good I just uh, was like oh this isn't what I thought it was I guess Uh, I just didn't I didn't keep at it but it it sounds like it's good like people whose opinions I trust really like that show and so I I do want to pick it up it uh, did not sell any merchandise, right? So they canceled it um, for six years. So okay. uh, I think we have one more question, unless I'm missing any, which I don't believe I am. But I'm uh, just gonna... pro tip, y'all, I have the word Batman muted, and I have for three years. So if you send an email or a tweet to me, uh, don't say Batman because I won't see it. Uh, do okay. I this think... this is a very important thing. I don't like people tweeting at me, generally. I do not like it. But I understand that this show is better because people tweet at me, <clears throat> so people are allowed to tweet at me about this show. Mm-hmm. And importantly, if you have anything to say about Batman, tweet at me. 
I will absolutely bore Nora to death by talking about Batman for 30 minutes. And then we start the podcast. <laughs> and then we start the podcast. Um, also, just putting it out there into the podcast. I don't think we've mentioned it for a while. Um, don't send a, uh, like, there's lots of fanciful figures in, in, in DC comic space. Uh, maybe don't send us anything with spiders in it. Yeah. Um, we don't do, talk about that much, but we should probably like mention on the podcast. Don't send spider stuff. Don't. Yeah. Uh, when we get to that, uh, that guy, what's got a spider for his head. If you send me a picture of him, I will block you. We will talk about that episode, but if you send me a picture of guy with spider for head, your ass is blocked. That's just the rules. That's the rules. I are entering into a solemn pact by listening to this podcast that you will not do that. Yes. And then everything will be fine. Anyway, one last question from Christina Woods. Um, hmm. Build your own Titans team. Who's on it? Uh... I really should have been thinking about this because I read this like... Mm-hmm. 30 minutes ago. Um, and I Mickey haven't. Mouse. Okay. Uh, Mickey Mouse. No. Um, like, I don't want to be boring. I, I will say for me, I'm going to write something down and I'm going <laughs> to revisit this on the next episode because I think this is interesting and something I think I talked about either on the last episode of this show or on the last episode of Regular Ass Export Audio, is that, like, I have... I was a real big comics person for, like, a year or two there, and then the past two years, I think, I've completely fallen off for various reasons. You can go listen to episode 65 of Export Audio if you're interested in that. Um, And so... If you asked the me of two years ago, I would have been like, Spider-Man. I, well, the, the thing, the actual thing is that I would have had Marvel characters for you. I wouldn't have had DC sure. characters yeah. for you. But, like, if I just went and, like, looked at the comics on my shelf and, like, kind of tapped into things a little bit, I could definitely answer this. I want to try and come back to this for, like, our first segment of the next okay. episode, but I don't think I have a good answer can for this I, Can my answer my be the five ravens from that episode where raven is plural? It can absolutely be that. <laughs> Just the five ravens. Um, I will have an answer for this next week also. Okay. Sounds good. I have some ideas. Okay. I think Starfire and Ms. Martian should hang out. Yeah. Like, Power... Not Power Girl, Supergirl. There's a difference, and I can't remember what that difference is. Because I'm on the spot. Uh, but yes, Supergirl, definitely on this for me. I really have a oh, deep yeah. affection for Supergirl. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah. Mine's going to be all girls, probably. Oh, um, also just a thing I should address on the podcast. Um, this is not a promise. This is maybe the opposite of a promise. A threat? A threat. Yes, this is definitely <laughs> a threat. Autumn we- June is still a threat. <laughs> We have um, awoken something deep within me. We have awoken the person who likes comics mm-hmm. within me. Mm-hmm. And it took a week or two, but there's something else deeper rumbling. And that's... The nine-tailed fox demon. That's the person who watched three seasons of Arrow, a season of Flash, and a season of Legends of Tomorrow. That person is awake inside me <sighs> and uh, ready to feed. <laughs> 
You have failed this podcast. Can I can I just give a like two second rundown on my feelings on the DC CW shows? Yes. Legends of Tomorrow is one of my favorite oh, shows. Two seconds. <laughs> Legends, of, mm-hmm. Legends of Tomorrow, one of my favorite TV shows. So goofy, so dumb. Love it. Flash. Chris Redfield's in there. Flash. Just very sincere and good, and I like it. Um, Arrow is the worst TV show I, I've ever seen. I don't know. I think uh, I always knew that there would be five seasons of flashbacks. I didn't have a problem with there being more flashbacks. I don't know why this was such a sticking point for I you. I hate the flashbacks so much, and I just I thought they were going <clears> to <throat> end at the end of the first season, and I was like, okay, one more season of flashbacks. I can get through that. And then it's, it keeps... I think it's cool. Oh. Uh, is that show done? No, it's ongoing, no, right? No. Yeah. The the one thing that make might make me like Arrow more is I just think that Arrow doesn't know how dumb it is. But when Stephen Amell shows up in other DC shows, he seems to mm-hmm. know how dumb Arrow is. So like maybe if like maybe if Arrow can get there to that little once, nugget of self awareness, once Flash exists, right in the studio and like they're like talking and they're like that energy is out there. Yeah, like one. Maybe. Maybe it bleeds over. Yeah, like if Arrow can develop the self-awareness of the Flash and it doesn't even have to have Not the self-awareness of, of Legends it. of Tomorrow. It just has to know it's dumb and then I'll be back on board. <sighs> but Stephen Amell's really hot. That's undeniable. True. Nora, where can people find you online? Stephen Amell went to do wrestling stuff that one time. He did do he did do wrestling that one time. You can find me on Twitter at NeitherNora. You can find the games that I write at NeitherNora.itch.io. You can find me also on Twitter at Zoe underscore Mars. That's X-O-E underscore Mars. And you can find my poetry at medium.com slash at Zoe Mars, no underscore spelled with an X. Also, I have a poetry zine you can buy now. Uh, it's at uh, dragonflower-press.itch.io. You can buy it. If you pay extra, I'll mail you a print copy of the zine. I have five of them to sell uh, physically. So You can uh, find me on Twitter at Allison underscore coffee, A-L-I-S-O-N underscore coffee. <clears throat> I'm going to cough and really ruin the rhythm I was building there. Uh, you can go to exportodd.io to get the Patreon for this show. Supporting us at just the one dollar level, le- supporting us at just the one dollar level, will get you the podcast a week early. Um, this it, podcast is Teen Titans. Yes, Teen Titans or Time to Go Titans is going to be uploaded every Wednesday, and um, the Patreon will get episodes one week early. Um, if you if you pay us twenty bucks a month, I'll write you flash fiction. No one's ever done that, but it's up there. Yeah, pay me. Um, <laughs> and um, if you go to exportodd.io slash exportaudio, you will find the website for our main show, Export Audio, which maybe you don't listen to if you listen to this. Um, it's it's dumb. It's real good. If it's you good. like if you like this show, <clears throat> you will like Export Audio. If you want this, but less directed, yes. We discussed a structure of the episodes before this. Yeah. Most expert audio episodes, we don't even discuss what we're going to talk about. No. We just 
We just hope that someone comes up with something like Future Clone Ghost Sword. 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 You can't argue with Future Clone Ghost Sword. Yeah. A screenshot of a custom mug printed (laughs) on a t-shirt. We can't keep just talking about White Lotus Radio. It will come back. If we say White Lotus Radio three times on a podcast, we have to draw, a mirror. We have to watch another episode of Legend of oh, Korra. Oh God, that's a that's a finite threat. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Uh, time to go, Titans. Take your dreadful comic books with you.